0: The Japanese government will release treated Fukushima nuclear power plant water into the sea. Now, the International Atomic Energy Agency says there will be no negative impact on humans or the environment. The government says, hey, the process meets international standards. It's been endorsed by the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA. Releasing into the ocean is done elsewhere. It's not something new. There's no scandal here. The release is not even likely to begin for at least two years, and it'll take decades to release all that stuff. So don't even worry about it, okay? Stop your belly aching. In other news, have you seen the uh, documentary The Toxic Pigs of Fukushima? No? Oh, I don't know. It just, I don't know why it made me think of seeing the the movie on the toxic pigs of Fukushima. Anyway, that's just a thought. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. In other news, a truck carrying highly radioactive materials has been stolen by armed criminals in Central Mexico. Eh, don't worry about it. The Mexican government is now warning that anybody who comes in close contact with its deadly payload could be risking their lives the individuals got away with an industrial inspection equipment truck during an armed heist on sunday (laughs) it's a highly unusual bounty for any hijacker is it it's still unclear why they targeted the truck in question i don't know it's really weird now authorities have said the ingredients You know, they could be used for a dirty bomb. That's it, though. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I'm sure that the people who have hijacked the truck and the ingredients and the contents are really concerned that contact with the contents of the truck could be fatal. Yeah. You know, in case of making direct contact with the source over a course of hours or days, it would prove fatal. And, you know, just even being 30 meters away, I don't know how far meters are away, but it could cause radiation poisoning, according to the commission. But we're still unclear why they took that truck. (laughs) Yeah, it's an unusual target, isn't it? Yeah, it's a surprise that something like that would be stolen in Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder why. I just wonder why. I mean, we are living in... (sighs) Strange times, aren't we? Uh, We really are. You know, I was going to tell you about West Virginia's new remote worker program. Where they're going to pay you to move to West Virginia. Actually, uh, it doesn't sound like that bad a deal. Uh, West Virginia announced a new incentive program to encourage remote workers to move to its state. It specifically specifically, pronounce the word correctly, specifically, targets outdoor enthusiasts who want to enjoy the many recreational areas that the state has to offer. And, uh, you know, a public-private program is trying to uh, curb the loss of population that it has experienced in recent years. Yeah, you know, with them closing down mines and people not having jobs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, they want to uh, pass a bill through... Uh, through the state that will cut income tax. Nice. Uh, But, you know, that didn't make it through the legislature. So how do we get people to move here? How do we get people to move here? I know. Let's pay them. So they're going to offer $12,000, no strings attached, moving to West Virginia. Throughout the first year in town, new residents can expect to get $10,000 and then receive $2,000 in the second year. So, and you can use the money for whatever you want. It's also, they're going to give you a year of free outdoor activities, which if it's outdoor, what's not free about it? Oh, you mean like whitewater rafting, downhill skiing, off-roading trips, and more. So that package is worth more than $2,500 for the free gear rentals and recreation alone. So for a year and a half... We'll say two years, but you get 10000 for the first year, 2000 as you go into the second year, and then you get $2,500 worth of free outdoor activities. I mean, you're looking at $14,500 to move to West Virginia for a year and a half, two years tops. If you can still do your job and create the regular income you have and then get that on top of it, that's not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal at all. And West Virginia is a beautiful state. So, I mean, if you've got, uh, you know, remote work that you can, you know, let's (laughs) hope, let's hope the internet connection is really good up in the mountains, which, you know, I'm guessing it is, but you never know. You never know. I was going to tell you about that, but really all I'm thinking about is that, (sighs) that Dante Wright video, the 20 year old black man that we're protesting now in Minneapolis or the suburb of Minneapolis. And I watched the video about, I don't know, I mean, jokingly a thousand times, but I bet you I watched it at least 25 times last night. I'm trying to figure out exactly, you know, what happened. Now, in the end, it's obvious the police officer says, taser, 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 and then fires and then realizes, oh, crap, I just shot him. And he drives away. And then he eventually dies, but it's really you know the 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 president of course has called for a full blown investigation and the Minnesota Twins and the Timberwolves and they all postponed their games out of respect for the tragic events. Really, well, I mean that meant so much to the people that they were in prayer services. I mean rioting and looting that kind of thing. But I it's such a weird video because. The one police officer, apparently, he's pulled over because he's got a out of plate, uh, out of date tags, and then they have a silly law in Minnesota that you can't have things hanging from your rearview mirror. I guess it's a distraction while you're driving. So you know you get pulled over for having air fresheners or whatever you have. You know your little family pictures or dice or whatever your little kitty shoes boxing gloves whatever you hang from your mirror masks you can't have that in uh, in Minnesota which is really dumb but okay I digress so apparently that's just a way for the police to pull you over and check things out which is you know probably a pretty fair argument <laughs> just a way for the police to pull you over and just take a look but you know so you know that leads you into driving well black I got it but I'm still trying to figure out. Okay, so he got pulled over, and apparently he had something hanging from his mirror, and he had an out-of-date plate, and he also had another warrant out for his arrest. So they go up to the car, and the doors the the door opens, and he gets out, and the one police officer you know has him facing the car, and looks like he's going to attempt to put uh, handcuffs on him, can't get them on looks like he's got one side on because when he when Dante finally gets, you know, breaks away from the police officer and gets back into his car prior to getting shot, it looks like he still has uh, handcuffed on one wrist but the other police officer that police officer that was handcuffing him had another set of handcuffs in his hand. so i don't you know maybe it was bigger or a different one or the one didn't work i i don't understand what the deal was because it looks like he puts one handcuff on and then leans into him and says something and the other police officer comes up and puts his hand on his arm and then dante breaks away and gets in the car and that's when the other police officer is comes up and says taser 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 and he gets shot now i'm trying i'm confused at why he a feels the need to break you know run away at that time it's almost as if and this is just me watching the video that the police said something to him you know they're kind of daring him i i don't know i don't know my point is why run away i mean had he It seems to me that many of these cases, and again, I don't have any numbers, so I know that, you know, I know that there's 500 uh, white people that have been killed by cops since 2020, and nobody's really rioting over those numbers. Are they? No, I don't think so. Now, I know that, look, I don't think anyone should get shot and killed. I got it. I understand. But if you're resisting arrest, and then try to break away from the police. What is the outcome of that? Well, we know, right? Something bad is going to happen. I mean, it's not. Good things aren't going to happen when you're resisting arrest. It just, it just isn't. So I, I don't understand that mindset. But then we have the, uh, you know, the law enforcement department in. Um, Brooklyn, I think it is, which is outside of Minneapolis, they believe that it was an accident, right? And they believe that the police officer, uh, fired or thought she was firing her taser when it was her weapon. And he said that, you know, the police officers are, uh, instructed to keep their, uh, weapon, their gun on their dominant side and their taser on their less dominant side, So, man, I would guess that most of the time it's, you know, right-hand side for your gun, left-hand side for your taser. Most of the time. So, how you make that mistake, I guess maybe in the heat of the battle, you do make that mistake. I get it. But, the you know, the police department was saying, you know, it was, you know, a mistake. And believed that uh, the officer discharged their firearm, uh, thinking that it was their taser, and then realized, oh, crap. It was, my, uh, it was my weapon. I just shot him. Now, a lot of the stories are saying, you know, he died on the spot. But really, he drove away, right? He, and he traveled several blocks before, you know, crashing into another vehicle. And then they tried to save him, which he didn't. And he died on the scene where his car crashed. I really just don't. I don't understand why he tried to run away, uh, why you try to get away. And... But nobody cares because he was shot by a police officer, and then he, you know, ultimately died from that wound. And it was a, you know, a police officer who shot a young black man, and so it doesn't matter why. And it's just really, really strange. And now they've, uh, you know, they've fired the, they fired, they fired the. Well, I'm sorry, they didn't fire the police officer. Is on leave. And another police officer was fired. One of the bosses was fired. It's just an incredible time to be a police officer. And I, I don't envy police officers at this time in the United States of America. Bless your heart. And I, I you know, I, I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Uh, we joke around a lot about, uh, you know, about cops and being pissed at cops, but. I mean, I appreciate the, the job that they do, but I would not, it's not a job that I would recommend and we need them now more than ever. So if it's a calling for you and you believe that you're supposed to be a police officer, do it, bless your heart. But it really is, uh, it's a tough time in America. I'll tell you that it's a tough time in America. You can quote me on that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a chewing the fat quote it's a tough time in america i mean we uh, they fired the the officer right for um uh, i don't know that he got fired either but uh, you know we had the video of the officer pepper spraying the other army officer after holding him at gunpoint yeah he lost his job in virginia that took place back in december and that footage is incredible but, you know, you hear on the video, you know, he says it tells told him to get out of the car and he said he didn't want to get out of the car. And, uh, I, the police officer said, uh, you can hear the, uh, Nazario say, uh, he's honestly afraid to get out of his car. And the one police officer says, yeah, you should be. Well, I mean, now you're talking about, he's trying to, you know, follow directions. He's afraid to get out of the car. Yeah, you should be. Why? you he, if he's following your instructions so now you know is are there bad police officers yes no problem is it uh you know i don't know he, they talk about it was believed that he was eluding police was he was he eluding police you know he claimed that he was looking for a well-lit area i understand that i understand that process getting pulled over at night you know, while you're, you know, you should have your blinker on or your emergency lights on. So the police officer knows you're responding to his lights, but you know, you're supposed to pull over into a safe area, right? At least that's what I believe. Now They will tell you, you know, you're supposed to just pull over. It doesn't matter where. Okay. All right. I just remember the police officer that pulled me over uh, a little while ago that, uh, you know, after he came up and we were we were talking because he was I, I've, I'm i pretty sure I've told the story before, but he pulled me over for making uh, a right on a red when there was a sign that said no right turn on red. And I've driven that road before and that sign was not there. So when the officer told, came up and said, you know, that's what he pulled me over for. I was like, as he was walking away, I was like, wait a minute. When did that sign go up there? Because I don't remember ever seeing that there before. And he was, "Ah, it's been up there for a couple of months. And I was like, well, I usually go another way. And I just decided to come this way tonight. And I'd never seen that sign there before. And, uh, you know, I didn't see it then. I didn't see it that night. Probably shouldn't have been on the phone talking at the time. But that's not the point. And uh, that's not the point of the story but when he you know then he took my information he came back and he just said i'm giving you a warning and and uh you know and i asked him and the cars were driving by us so fast i pulled over it was on a it was on a two-lane uh highway you know roadway clear roadway and uh you know i pulled off to the side but cars are supposed to slow down if they're in the lane next to the uh and the, uh, the you know, criminal on the side of the road, the alleged criminal until he gives you a ticket. And uh, they're supposed to slow down. And I think it's like 15 miles an hour, but supposed to slow down really slow or pull over and get over to the other lane and go around. And they were, fl- they were driving a lot faster than 15 miles an hour by us. And I asked him, I mean, aren't they supposed to slow down? And he was like, yeah, most of the time people don't. And he goes, I've been hit three times. What? Now, I mean, I'm taking him at his word that he's been hit three times. Now, maybe he was dinged by a mirror. So he was, you know, I don't don't know how many times he was hit and flown, you know, three miles in the air and landed on concrete because he was still, you know, obviously walking around. But that's incredible. So, I mean, they're out there risking their lives just looking at a ticket, let alone coming up and having people uh, have a warrant out for their arrest. Than uh, not do what they're told during the process. It's a it's, you know, it's a tough job, and I'm glad I don't have to do it. And I you know, as much as we give the police a hard time, bless their hearts, bless their hearts. Now I'm going to go back to beating them up on other stupid stuff. Okay, like this story. There's no proof that anyone in this story is a police officer, but you'd never know. A New Yorker wants to marry their own adult offspring and is suing to overturn laws barring the incestuous practice, calling it a matter of individual autonomy. Oh. So the parent uh, wants to remain anonymous because their request is an action that a large segment of society views as morally socially and biological repugnant (laughs) no marrying your own kid stop it it's a a large segment of society views it as morally socially and biologically repugnant get out of here so though i will say uh the enduring bond of marriage Two persons, whatever relationship they might otherwise have with one another, can find a greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality. It's important to remember that that's why we want to get married. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, the paper that uh, is being reported on doesn't say whether they're police officers. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even say their gender or ages. So we don't know if it's the male wanting to marry a female child or a female wanting to marry a male child or a, you know, a male, a male and female, the female who, I don't even know about that. It just says that it's a, you know, a biological parent and a child. So, uh, the proposed, uh, spouses are adults, according to the filing. And, uh, the proposed spouses are unable to procreate together. Okay. So in New York, incest is a third degree felony under the, under the law punishable by up to four years behind bars and incestuous marriages are considered void with the spouses facing a fine and up to six months in jail. Wow. Wow. So uh, we'll see what happens with this case, with this law in New York. I don't know if wedding bells will be ringing. <laughs> wow! But uh, in today's world, I would not be surprised to see this happen, despite the fact that they're trying to tell me that a large segment of society views this as morally, socially, and biologically repugnant. I won't hear of it. I won't hear of it. You can't put a bloodline on love. Marriage should be between two people who love each other, whether it's mom and dad or dad... No, it wouldn't be mom and dad. It would be mom and son, mom and daughter, Dad and son, dad and daughter. (laughs) Oh, it's just... Did I mention that we live in really extraordinary times? Wow. All right, let's go to the break room. and I need something cold to drink. (laughs) It should be a lot stronger than what I'm drinking now, I'll tell you that, but I'll just take what I've got here. Yeah, maybe that's what the f- mom or the dad is thinking. Yeah, just take what I got. Speaking of taking what they got, I see where Deshaun Watson now has uh, 22 lawsuits alleging sexual assault and inappropriate conduct towards massage therapists. So his attorney, Rusty Harden, spoke to reporters and said that, hey, Watson admits to having sexual encounters with some of the massage therapists, but it's always consensual. Were there consensual, 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 consensual encounters? Yes. And one reporter asked, um, "So Watson reached out to some of the women, booking a massage time and then engaging in sexual acts on some occasions. Some sexual activities would have taken place. I'm not going into what it is, or the nature, or the numbers, or with whom, but I think you can rightly assume that." <laughs> 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 okay. I mean, he gets 150 massages a year, roughly. And that's to keep his body in shape. I mean, we know that. Hello. And he used uh, Instagram to find a therapist because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, made it a little bit more challenging to find a regular masseuse. So, uh, I know uh, you can well understand why he's dumbfounded on the 22 lawsuits. I mean, he's truly dumbfounded if you're an average citizen that's never been caught up in anything this is insane that's really his reaction when i told him of the first allegation and the third lawsuit that somehow he forced he used force or something i didn't know him at the time when i told him he was in disbelief so i mean innocent until proven guilty right right were there consensual encounters i keep saying consensual were there consensual encounters? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, no problem though. I mean, I'm just I'm dumbfounded how how this could happen. Me too, Deshaun Me too. I mean, he's already lost some big clients. So I mean, the blocks, uh, the jenga blocks are coming out. You better put a stop to it, Deshaun If you're innocent, man. Put a stop to it right away. I mean, we're in sports, so let's just keep going. The NCAA said it's going to pull championships out of states that ban trans athletes. Oh, okay. Well, well that's good. The uh, NCAA announced that it will pull championships out of states that ban transgender athletes from competing. All oh, good. Oh, good. The NCAA Board of Governors said the organization firmly and unequivocally supports the opportunity for transgender students, athletes, to compete in college sports. Okay, if there's enough of them, let them compete against one another. I don't understand. Wow, we're... Did I mention that we are in a... (sighs) Inclusion and fairness can coexist for all student-athletes, including transgender athletes at all levels of sport. Our clear expectation as the association's top governing body is that all student-athletes will be treated with dignity and respect. We're committed to ensuring that NCAA championships are open for all who earn the right to compete in them. Okay. Um, all right. So much for, uh, I mean, okay, if you're going to say, <sighs> you know what? Good. Good. I'm happy that they're doing that. Good. <sighs> Major League Baseball. Umpire, Joe West. I guess he's Mr. Umpire. He's going to uh, be the all-time leading umpire of, of the world. And he wants to, you know, leave his mark and go into the Hall of Fame. He breaks the record for the most games ever umpired by anyone in the history of Major League Baseball. And good for him. Good for him. So he sued former player Paul LaDuca for defamation um, because he discredited the veteran umpire, his credibility. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, in a podcast, DeLuca claimed that uh, reliever Billy Wagner, his former New York Mets teammate, bribed West into giving him a bigger strike zone by letting him use his 1957 vintage Chevrolet car. And he says, we're playing in a tight game, and he told the story, and he said, uh, Wagner comes in from the bullpen. LaDuca said... uh, I used to go to the mound every time I was, what's going on? He's like, hey, Joe's behind the plate Set up a couple more inches inside I was like, are you kidding? Joe hates me He's like, no, 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 no Joe loves me He hasn't given us a corner all day So don't worry about it He literally throws 10 pitches And strikes out the three guys Joe rings up all three guys Eight out of the nine pitches Were at least three to four inches inside Not even close Guys were throwing bats and everything Joe walks off the field i get back into the clubhouse and i'm like what the just happened wagner just winks at me and i'm like what's the secret he's like ah joe loves antique cars so every time he comes into town i lend him my 57 chevy so he could drive it around so then he opens up the strike zone for me (laughs) so uh joe west the umpire, was unhappy about this and he uh said it was completely fabricated okay so what oh well i mean it it looks like wagner and laduka played together in 2006 2007 and wagner never even pitched in the game so uh you know he said that damaged his integrity and character threatened to severely his chances of being voted into the hall of fame so uh he gets $250,000 a year in speaking engagements and card shows. Uh, if he gets into the Hall of Fame, that's what he's planning on making, right? So they ruled in his favor. Good for him. So he gets uh, five hundred grand. Well, I see he gets 500,000. All right, all together, he's entitled to an award of 250,000 for past mental anguish and emotional distress. He's also awarded another 250,000 to compensate for expenses he will need to incur in retaining public relations firms to formulate and operationalize a sufficient reputation remediation plan. Ugh. I wish Yesterday we talked about being the uh, hot dog taster for Major League Baseball for that company. You go around, you you test the hot dogs, and you post on social media, and you rank the hot dogs in all the stadiums. Man, do I wish I could do that now and make sure that I'm going to every game that Joe West is umpiring because I would just holler all all game, eating my hot dogs, ranking my hot dogs, and hollering at Joe West, hey, I want to drive my 57 Chevy? How about widening the strike zone? Oh, maybe that's what he's talking about. Now, maybe that's what he's talking about. His credibility is now shot because of this one story. Actually, how many people heard the story until the lawsuit? I'm guessing not very many. Not very many. But you know about it now. So congratulations to Umpire West for winning your lawsuit. ...against a story from a podcast. (sighs) Speaking of stories of podcasts, if you're listening to this podcast right now... ...and you're not a subscriber, what are you doing with your life? Subscribe to Chewing the Fat. I know. You can subscribe on the platform you're listening on, whatever that one is... ...or you can choose a platform of your choice... ...like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. There's a plethora of platforms out there to subscribe to this podcast... On, and then your life will be that much better for it. I know. I know. It's it's darn near a guarantee. Darn near. Not quite, but it's almost a guarantee that your life will be better for subscribing to Chewing the Fat. This, that's what I'm saying. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Did you know that the Property Brothers TV show has 400 renovations? Oh, wow! that started more than a decade ago that's incredible so they have uh they've done their 400th home renovation for the show they talked that there were uh, there were renovations you know obviously before the show so they were you know really happy and they're excited about it for hgtv they've had record brady king uh viewership on hgtv now they um they're producing multiple tv show franchises series through their own production company they have scott living home furnishing line they have a design website they have a game app they have two children's books and a quarterly magazine plus the property brothers show so man that's been a that's been a 10-year ride for them man and in their in the latest interview they asked how are you doing?" And, The one brother, I don't know which twin it was, said that uh, he was really tired. He's just tired. Yeah, I bet you, man. He's working hard the last 10 years to create that. They're both probably really tired, man. That's a 10-year run, man. But congratulations anyway. So, you know, if if you've been touched by the Property Brothers, you know, not that way. Stop looking at me like that. Then, uh, you know, you know (laughs) what a good thing it really is. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I want to offer this platform, the Chewing the Fat platform, and the Blaze Podcast and Television Network to provide an interview and do the interview with Lori Laughlin and Massimo Gianelli. It is reported now, now that he's been released from prison after his serving his time for uh, involvement in the college admission scandal. You know, the one, Operation Varsity Blues. (laughs) I mean, I can't say Operation Varsity Blues without having the sounder, right? Tonight's episode, interview. So it's being reported that Massimo wants to do an interview with wife Lori Loughlin. By his side. Oh, he's now originally he said he didn't want to do a sit down interview because Lori's been itching to get out there and tell her side of the story. So I want to offer this show, this platform uh, for the interview. Massimo, Lori. I'm here for you. I've been on your side since the very beginning. This whole thing is just silly. So, I mean, you've had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. You've had to do jail time. And you're still on parole. Right now, you're out of prison and you still have the ankle bracelet on. You can't even leave your home. You're on house arrest. It's ridiculous. So, I want to hear your side of the story. I'd love to do an interview with both of you. I, I'm on your side. It would be a, it would be an interview done with love and I'm here for you. I am here for you. So uh, email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com and we can work this out. I'll reach out as well because this, uh, this change of heart for Massimo and Lori, and you know what? Bring the kids. We'll, I'll interview the whole darn family and we can have a, uh, just a special night and turn it into a night of love instead and it can all be about operation varsity blues oh yeah and tonight's episode (laughs) family oh yeah i want that to happen desperately call me i'm here for you (laughs) okay i wanted to a uh, couple of stories i've had in the fat pile that I, you know i don't want to wait until fat pile friday the brooke shield story uh, just incredible what uh, what happened to her so she uh snapped her femur in a freak accident at the gym uh this is what i'm saying gyms are bad <laughs> <laughs> not the jim although there may be some jims that are bad but i'm talking about the gym's that are bad uh you know never mind my son you know has does that and is a trainer and trains people from all over the country forget about that but so she is in the gym on the balance board right and she's filming some stuff the whole story is she was filming something and she's you know doing this doing this thing and someone had said i guess they were done filming and someone said that they loved how easy she made it look and she was giving them a quick little lesson and on the balance board at uh, this gym in january so uh she said it all happened in slow motion where she fell off the the balance board and it you know that's when she uh snapped her femur bone and she said i just started screaming sounds came out of me that i never heard before the pain was excruciating now i i saw the pictures of brooke on uh you know on crutches and i thought oh she got hurt well I looked For some reason, I looked into it a little bit when I saw another picture of Brooke, and I thought, wow. So she was taken by ambulance, immediately underwent surgery, got two metal rods put in near her hip, all right? Now, come to find out, the uh, one part of her right femur popped out after the surgery. So she had to go back in and get a second surgery, where she got five more rods and a metal plate to anchor it in place. That does not sound like fun. I just want to go on record here on Chewing the Fat. That does not sound like fun. Then they uh, she went home after two and a half weeks. I mean, that's a pretty short period of time. You know, she's going to rehab at the house or go to a special rehab place. I'm sure Brooke has them coming to the house. So she then develops a staph infection and needed to go back for emergency surgery and three blood infusions. And they thought it might be MRSA, but it wasn't. And uh, she said it was just a race against time and not to become septic. I mean, just incredible. I mean, that's a big struggle for her. No kidding. A real big struggle. And then I see a story on Representative Dan Crenshaw from Texas. Now, you know, he's got the, uh, where's the patch, right? He's got the one bad eye. Well, apparently he's got, you know, he's lucky that he's not blind. But he said he will be effectively blind for about another month so his he lost his right eye that sustained damage uh to his left eye in 2012 when that homemade bomb exploded in afghanistan right that's where he you know originally got the injury so he said a few days ago and this story was uh is dated uh the 10th of april so today if you're listening live it's the 13th of april so uh you know last week He uh, said he noticed some dark blurry spots in my vision, seemed out of the ordinary. I went to get this checked out and they discovered that his retina was detaching. Now, I'm not an eye doctor and I'm not an ophthalmologist, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say when your retina, (laughs) when your retina is detaching, that's not a good thing. I know. So he said that this is a terrifying prognosis for someone with one eye and the nature of the injuries that I sustained in Afghanistan. Anyone who knows the history of my injuries knows that I don't have a good eye, but half a good eye. The blast from 2012 caused a cataract, excessive tissue damage, extensive damage to my retina. It was always a possibility that the effects of the damage to my retina would resurface, and it appears that is exactly what has happened. The prognosis I received is obviously Bad. So he went in for surgery and he will be effectively blind for about a month. So during the surgery, they put a gas bubble in his eye, which acts as a bandage for his retina. And that means he had to lay face down for the next week or so and unable to see anything. Wow. I mean incredible right he said i've gotten through worse before and i'll get through this i've got tara by my side i'm guessing that's his wife and they're here in houston with plenty of support a few prayers that my vision will get back to normal and then i will make a full recovery wouldn't hurt though and would be much appreciated thank you in advance for your thoughts prayers and support um yeah <laughs> uh you're welcome uh first of all dan uh representative congressman crenshaw you're welcome but uh just amazing that uh he's going through this and i love uh that he's got uh, and i say i love i'm glad i don't have to do this my son has had a couple of eye surgeries and i know how difficult that uh it is to go through uh, eye surgery like that but uh, and not like this but eye surgery and you know to have a gas bubble put in your eye and then you've got to lay still laid facing down Uh, And you still, you're blind, you can't see anything, and you have to lay flat facing down so the gas bubble stays intact to keep your eye like a bandage. Just uh, incredible. Anyway, Representative Dan Crenshaw from Texas going through that and Brooke Shields going through what she's going through. Just uh, incredible health updates and recovery programs. Good thing uh, Congressman Crenshaw is in Houston because uh, Domino's is uh, testing delivering pizza in Houston this week with the driverless Neuros R2, the robot delivery. (laughs) So Maybe Dan can give him a call and have a pizza delivered anyway. So it's the first driverless vehicle to be approved by the U.S. Department of Transportation. It's already been used to transport groceries and medical supplies. I mean, I don't know, I, Does is it armed? Like, if you come up and try to rob it, does it shoot you? Let's hope so. Because <laughs> somebody's going to try to rob this thing, right? I mean, I don't want to go out, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that crime is going to happen against the neuro driverless car, even if it's just for a pizza. And I see that they're doing this at home deliveries for robots in Singapore. And remember, we did the story last week, uh, robots are already here my friends they're already here i mean we talked about these neuros already and they are already partnered with cvs and walmart and now they're you know partnering partnering with uh, domino's to deliver pizzas here in the states and houston specifically but they have their new second generation vehicle which is what i'm sure they're using in houston which So range of new features, including improved capacity, battery life, safety measures. I'd like to know what those safety measures are. And uh, so we'll see. Those are the the delivery bots, right? So we have uh, the drones from Amazon. Those drone deliveries have already been granted approval from the FAA. And in 2010, they have these Pepper humanoid robots capable of understanding uh you know how humans feel and there's a white there you have a, the white plastic body and two black eyes and the slash mouth and like the mermaid's tail i mean you've seen them right and they've got the touch screen on the chest to aid in communication over 12,000 of those have already been sold to over 2,000 companies globally and they've adopted pepper as an assistant. So, I mean, the robots are already here. They're stocking shelves. They're being used for inventory control. We have the robot dogs that are uh, kind of scary looking. Kind of scary looking. Okay. They showed, uh, there's a there was a video from Skynet with the Skynet logo of Chinese robotics firms that had its four-legged robots moving in unison. And it was like the start of the robot takeover. There's just all of these robot dogs moving in uniform. It was, it's kind of terrifying, actually. And then we had the the story of where we're going to have robots starting to patrol areas on military bases. Right now in uh, Tyndall Air Force Base, In Florida, they're a program management office security forces. Uh, They can... This is how sweet it is. I mean, it's it's for your safety, okay? They can patrol and monitor other critical areas of, of the installation. They have onboard computers, cameras, and other detection devices to scout for threats. Before a human could possibly be exposed or faced with potential dangers, the ground vehicles... You know, the robot dogs can operate in minus 40 degree to 131 degree conditions. They have 14 sensors and they create a 360 degree awareness. So it's all for your safety. Okay. So don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, uh, they're already here. We saw the documentary. iRobot how that turned out right it was good at the end but it was uh didn't go well before the end so we better start learning to work with them work with them work around them don't try to work against them because it won't end well well it'll if you follow the documentary it'll end well but not before it goes very very wrong Speaking of going very, very wrong, Uh, last week we talked about uh, the guy, uh, Rod uh, Lederman, who was fired from the 97 Rock Morning Show in Buffalo because he did a morning bit about comparing how he likes women according to, you know, the tone of their skin, and he used, you know, a toaster to use for the bit. You know, the darker the skin, the lighter the skin. And it was, you know, just a stupid morning show bit. All right? And they mentioned Serena Williams and Halle Berry. And he talked about toaster settings. And it was a funny bit. Now, he bent the knee right afterward. Not long after that. Remember, he's talked about uh, apologizing. It was stupid. It still didn't matter, though. They fired him. Okay? Well, now, everybody's gone. All right? They... Suspended the morning show team after they fired the Rod Liederman, the host. Okay. Well, the rest of the team now is gone. And then while we're at it, let's go ahead and get rid of the program director too. He was also shown the door. Oh, wow. I mean, incredible. And the statement from Cumulus, upon further consideration, following the racist incident that occurred on the morning bull show, we decided to terminate the whole morning show in addition to the program director. Okay. Thank you, Cumulus. We appreciate it. Wow. I mean, over a morning show bit, describing uh, how you like skin tone on your women and using a toaster. (laughs) I'm not laughing at the bit. Oh, man. Do not think for one moment that I am laughing at the bit because... I am not. That bit is completely wrong and and, and racist. Um, I don't know if he if he talked about liking you know do you, did he like the bread coming right out of the package so that it was you know that's the white bread or did he like it warmed up or I, I got to stop I got to stop I don't want to get because <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a funny bit to think about right. But to say it out loud, oh my gosh, that's just wrong. And I won't hear of it. So we're just going to move on, okay? Let's uh, I guess are we pausing the Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine? That's the one I was thinking about getting. So they're pausing it because of a rare blood clot concern? Well, I know just as we talked about before you know you don't want to be the person that's the person right i get it but they've given a lot of vaccines out and i think they've had like six cases of the blood clots so i mean that is really out of an abundance of caution we're going to to go ahead and pause the johnson and johnson COVID 19 vaccine I do. I have. That means I'm pausing my. I think I've got to get the vaccine, because that was the one I wanted. It's the one shot, and I don't know that I want to do the two shot deal. And now they're telling me the one shot deal is bad. And don't worry about the Pfizer and Moderna. And okay, all right, fine. But I mean, they've given off out uh, a lot of shots. And to have just a half a dozen of the blood clots, although that's here in America. And I know there was some cases in Europe that were from the Johnson and Johnson. So, you know, there may be an issue. I understand that. But it does seem strange that we're pausing it. Maybe, just maybe, they know more than they're saying. What do you think? Is that possible? Nah, they wouldn't do that to us. Would they?